What's better than an all-day breakfast? Maybe we can have a long lunch. I would love a nice long lunch. I'll take a long lunch. This is Matt and Alex's long lunch. All right, Matt O'Kine, it's time to sit down for another long lunch, and I am super excited with the person we have joining us today, someone who has got up in the top 10 of the Hottest 100 many, many times and is releasing new music. Here is a taste of their latest stuff. Mm. So smooth, hey? Oh, I can't help but... Just get the body moving. It's the perfect music for a long lunch. It's a song called Greed, and it is by none other than Tash Sultana, who joins us right now. Hello, Tash. How are you going? Oh, so good. How are you traveling? I was just laughing at you just then, really. Like, <laughs> when you said that it gets your body moving. Well, it does oh, a little bit. It gets my, my face. You know, you, you scrunch up your face in that, oh, yeah, kind of way, <laughs> you know? Thanks. We went, we went for funk on that kind of kind of feel. But, yeah, thanks for that. I was just sitting here laughing. <laughs> no, well, it definitely made me, yeah, straight away got me going. So, I mean, where, where do we find you right now, Tash? In my studio in Melbourne, cooking up some tunes, just been spending all day mixing one of my singles and, yeah. Ooh, so you're mixing the album yourself? No, I engineer it with the guy that works in my studio with me. His name is Richard Stoles. He's worked with heaps of really, really great artists, dropping Kanye West's name here. Oh, wow. Um, wow, wow. Well, he'll never he's... say that, but yeah, <laughs> anyway. Wow. Well, we just mentioned that he's running for president now, so... Uh, oh, good. Yeah, so, okay, well, if he can... If he can... <laughs> what? <laughs> you're not, yeah. He's, yeah, you're not going to... He's not going to get Tash Sultana's vote, you reckon? I'm not political, but I just... <laughs> I can't address things that are happening in a different country, but I just, mm. what, it, well, let's flip it to Australia. What if one of our musicians started running for Prime Minister? Like, well, I mean, Peter Garrett did did yeah, come reasonably close. Environment um, Minister in the end, Peter. Yeah. Mm. I mean, yeah, it's, it's an interesting one, isn't it? it, it it's, I guess. Because I, I can tell you that there's no f***ing way that I would ever do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, you wouldn't, you know, suit up and head to Canberra and uh, give a speech about inflation or anything like that? <laughs> I wouldn't have a leg to stand on in there. I just, I know music and that's that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but, you know, I mean, I can imagine that you actually, you know, you said you're not political at all, but I would I would believe that you are quite political in the, in the sort of statements that you make and just the way that you are, the way that you that you exist, do you, do you not feel that? I mean, I feel like I'm just me. I wouldn't really say that I am a political person. I obviously have all my own beliefs and what I think is right or, or wrong, and we all do. We're all mm. entitled to that. But, I, yeah, I just try to keep things for me pretty light. Like, it's just about the music for me, and it's about connecting everybody together almost – not mattering too much what your political views actually are yeah, and, okay. or who you are. Like that's the best thing about playing a show that I love is it's literally the most mixed bag of people that you've ever seen. Do you ever put into um, political things into music or anything? Because I've, no. I've recently like I was seeing a song from Ziggy Alberts who was talking about like how, um, you know, vaccines and stuff weren't, you know, up his alley and that's kind of thing. 
Yeah, I mean, each to their own, you know. It's, we've all got our own different platform and what we use it for. And some of my mates are very outspoken and political mm. and whatnot. And, and I just I'm, I just kind of like to play music. And all of the stuff that I've written is not political. It's personal, mm. you know. It's my little stories about my adventures or non-adventures so far in my life. Well, we've been okay. loving a few bit of the info about your uh, your non-adventures at home during this uh, quarantine period, including just getting back to some good old veggie growing. What's been <laughs> happening in the uh, the backyard at the Sultana residence? <laughs> Not Sultanas. <laughs> no, harder to try. Oh, really? Yeah, I oh. hate them as well. I never <laughs> never got onto them. Raisins, Sultanas, nah. currants. Get it? Forget them all. Throw them in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. What, what have you? What are your prized uh, prized veggies at the moment? I got, I mean, I don't know if I got good at growing zucchini, but I think I just had the right conditions in the <laughs> the veggie patch for a Ooh. bit. We're growing some of those and um, pumpkins, but now we're on to like winter fruits and stuff like that. But for all of a sudden, my passion fruit vine, like everything's ready to eat. So like all of summer, it just was like not happening and like it's just randomly working right now, which is strange. It's funny when a few of these different uh, conditions can come together at a, at a different time. Much like music, Tash, uh, you've yeah. been working away at getting some new music for us. We heard Segway. a bit of greed, wow. which was uh, which was came together with a couple of other ingredients, including Mr. Matt Corby, who helped you write it, as well as Dan Hume in the production studio as well. What was it like working with, with those gang? Well, I had the song for a little bit, and I kind of just presented that, and Matt was like, cool, I can hear this part for it. So, you know, he gets on the drums, starts bashing away. We're just like jamming out bass lines together and put it together. And um, Dan's really good kind of laying back and just capturing the moment. So he was kind of behind in the hot seat, capturing all of our sonic moments and came together. And here it is. Yeah, and lyrically, I mean, it's called Greed. Would you say it's about how people want something, you know, start wanting something for you, the more successful you get? Have you found that that's a case within your career and experiences? So the song is actually like my observation of how people react to other people who are trying to achieve their dream. So, you know, I've obviously had a couple of little personal incidents where that reflects, but it's also kind of faces whole when you see somebody doing so well and all of a sudden, you know, there's a couple of Klingons start coming out of the woodwork and <laughs> what are they really there for? You know, why are they really there? And I think it's kind of a little bit of a reflection that I know who my friends are. I know where my place is and I'm happy with that. So success for anybody, anybody who's trying to become good better or strive for something that they dream of like it's just the nature of the beast that people just try and like leech on a little bit here and there or the opposite they just f***ing hate you for it (laughs) yeah that's i mean that's an interesting one do you do you think that that old uh you know saying more money more problems is is accurate have you i don't even think it's necessarily anything to do with money you know like, success is not just based upon money. Success is, you know, what your dream is achieving. Some people want to make a load of money good on you, but 
I don't know. When I've <laughs> when I make a lot of money, I'll let you know if I have a lot of problems. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. I um, it's interesting that distinction between you know the, the people the the Klingons and uh, people with a genuine you know love and respect and admiration, which comes off as a little bit like nervy and clingy. Um, is there anyone in the in music that you would be the person you admire the most, or that you would get most nervous around, or like really want to hang out with, or you know that kind of thing? Who who are your sort of musical heroes, and have you have you been able to meet any of them? Oh, I've met a bunch of people. Like I was just chilling out um, one day at a festival that I was playing at and Eddie Vedder just walked into my oh. complex and was just like, what's up? <laughs> that sounds like a very Eddie thing to say. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He was um, like, you smoke? And I was like, no, not really. He's like, cool. Well, he's a lighter anyway. I was like, thanks, bro. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. So great. I think well, another the time, like, actually it was at the same festival and the Red Eye Chili Peppers were just chilling <gasps> backstage, like, um, Chad was having a ciggy and he actually stepped on my partner's foot and she was just like, ow, what the f***, man? And I was just like, babe, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and he was just like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I, I, I didn't see you there because he's a pretty big guy, man. Like he's, he's, He's well above six foot, which is well above me. If anyone <laughs> has seen me walking around, you know that I am short. I mean, I've <laughs> I've seen uh, I saw on Instagram a little while back you posting a sort of throwback photo of you of you in the busking days, and now you know, and then you know, there's other photos of you now performing in front of huge, like amphitheaters worth of people. What? Uh, you know, a lot changed so quickly. Is there anything that you would do differently in that transition in your career and, and life? I think when I was younger, because I was so blazed all the time, <laughs> that looking back, I probably would have said, you need to brush your hair a little bit more. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> I mean, you know, we fixed that now. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And like, I feel like I just, you know, I brush my hair a bit more. Now, I mean, I'm loving it. I love what I do. It's great. I'm really thankful that I've gotten to where I've gotten. I'm really thankful for all the support that I've had off of everybody so far and continuing. And to be honest, I kind of just feel like I'm at the beginning of my career. Like, I feel like I've been spending all these years trying to get where I've kind of gotten now, I think I've kind of worked out a different formula of me and I'm comfy with it. Like, I just think I've grown up a little bit and I'm enjoying what's becoming of my life. That's so wonderful to hear. And you're right. It's, you know, it's, you'd be so, you know, thrilled to be doing what you love, which is music. You are certainly come off as one of the people who would just really live the music and, you know, whether it's, you know, songs just going for, for longer than most other people or, or that kind <laughs> of thing. Like I really love like the jam sessions and the different intricacies mm. of a particular song. I really admire that about you. And it's, it sort of suits that, um, you know, we're being lucky enough to have met Matt Colby a couple of times. He seems like someone who just is really into that style of thing as well. Did you two connect over, over music and, and your love, your really deep love of, of the, you know, the world? I, we just, Matt and I are kind of like two separate reflections of one another in a sense. Like it's almost like we're siblings that were separated at birth. Oh. And <laughs> just in a musical sense, we just kind of get each other. And 
he is just beyond talented in every every sense of the word and just so humble about it like you know he was quite shy to sing in front of me when we first started hanging out which wow. is pretty crazy because he's so cute the, like, <laughs> the best singer like i don't want to sing in front of him yeah <laughs> but we just get along and like we connect over the ocean we go like go surfing and stuff like that and we just had a good time. I saw something about you surfing recently uh, and uh, hurting your foot. What happened there? Just stepped on a little sea urchin, bro. Oh, just a... Uh, those things look scary as. By little, I mean it wasn't little. Like I was wearing <laughs> boots, like surf boots in the water and it went through the boot and then I had the black spikes oh. sticking out of my foot and then they're just like, oh, you literally you can't do anything about that. Someone's going to have to piss on your foot. And I was just like, no, I'm not into that. I just like hung out with my foot in a bucket of vinegar and hobbled around for the rest of the holiday. Uh, i tell you what, oh, Matt's God. face is scrunching up right now. And not in the good way, like he's listening to greed, like the bad way. He has a big fear of the ocean, Tash. Um, no. uh, you, you haven't come into any other contact with creatures like jellyfish or sharks or anything like that in your days I hate either? jellyfish, Tash, Fire. that's why. Well, I mean, there's like in the Maldives, which is where we were, it's just like reef sharks all over the reef, but they're not interested in you. They're just mm. after the fish. I mean, it's the ocean. It's not your territory. And you're also pretty much the weakest link in that territory <laughs> as well. So True. if you do go somewhere and you've been hunted, well, it's probably going to be game over, which is really shit. But it's it's the commitment that you make when you go in the water. That's, hey, very, um, that's very true. I'd really like you to see you talking to someone on Bondi Rescue, like a backpacker who comes in and just give them that spiel, Tash. You would terrify them out of the water. It's great. <laughs> Tash, I wanted to ask as well, with um, your career, where it is at at the moment, it seems to me, from an outsider's point of view, it seems to me... Since kind of, you know, jungle really broke, you, you haven't stopped. And uh, and as as what's that been like? Have you have you sort of have you felt at any time that you've reached a breaking point or is there, you know, how does that feel? Do you do you feel like you need a break? I mean, I've been just given a huge break that I didn't know that was as crucial as it's been. Just to reorder my whole entire self mm. as a being on this earth. Like, I just needed to get back home. Mm. I just needed to close off, regroup, reground, hang with the fam, hang with the friends, hang with my partner and my dog and just do simple things and surf and just chill out. I didn't have any pressure on me because I wasn't performing shows every day. Is it going to be good enough? Oh, shit, it was shit. I stuffed that bit up. <laughs> like, when you're on the road, that's just what happens all the time. You just night after night after night after night. You mm. carry all those good performances with you, but you also carry all the bad performances with you and you also carry other people's energy and yours. And It was just a lot. So, mm. you know, for the better part of the last five years, I hadn't been home for more than four weeks in a row. <laughs> Sometimes I'd go for a few months and come back for 10 days and then go again for a couple of months and there's just many breaking points mm. because it just happens. Like we're not really built to be that way for that long. And some people can do it really, really well. 
I mean, I've just learnt what my balance is and I need to come home and regroup and switch off and be isolated and solo and just with the birds and in nature and just starting again. Yeah, so I mean, you, you spoke about how you you feel like you're just at the start of your career in a way, or you know, there's obviously you've got a long way to go. You've got a lot left in you. How, how has this point I hope changed? So. <laughs> yeah, certainly. But then you know, looking at how you were living before in terms of the amount that you were working and stuff, compared to what you've learned in in this period right now, how is that going to inform your your moving forward? What what does what does Tashlatana look like from this point on? From this point on, I just, you know, pretty much like really short and like a bit boyish looking, probably could have some better jeans on. <laughs> what does the career look like? Come on. What does your touring look like? Are you going to, you know, mainly just release songs and not tour as much? Are you, or do you think oh, you'll just go straight back on. into it? Getting back on the horse, man. Like we've had a big, I've had a big break. And that's been good. I know how I need to tour and what how I need to maintain myself on that tour as well. And I'm really looking forward to it. Like I just think I need a big break, work myself out a bit, work other things out a little bit, put all the puzzle pieces back together and then when we can, all systems go and I think it'll just be a new era. And I'm sure that at the end of that, I'll have some type of breakdown from exhaustion. <laughs> but we'll deal with that then. That's all right. I'll talk. I'll talk to someone. I'll make sure there's another pandemic to uh, to lock us all down in the houses. There, Tash. We'll be absolutely fine with that. But let's talk about the uh, the new music you've got coming up. We've heard Greed, which is fantastic. Um, Pretty Lady as well, uh, relatively recently. And uh, what what areas you're experimenting in, whether it's lyrically or musically coming? Because I, I feel you are a big experimenter when it comes to creating music. What did, what did you try out that you're like, you sort of stumbled upon and thought, wow, that, that's that's really great. Let's put that into a song. Oh, God, I cannot give away my secrets. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, well, I don't, I'm not looking for a behind the curtain. What does it look like? Just, you could tell me in an 11 herbs and spices. You don't have to name them one by one. <laughs> well, I mean... One thing with the guitars is I don't use any amplification, so everything is digital. Wow. And I haven't used amps for a very long time. Just do all of my processing digitally. And you can do some crazy shit with MIDI, let me tell you. <laughs> but I'm literally looking at it all right now. I think every time I get blocked somewhere, I just buy something new. Yep. <laughs> oh yeah. That's uh, that? I mean, it's either buying something or booking like a holiday. Those are my two bad bad That's crutches. out of bounds at the moment, bro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What I what's mean, you, one thing that you got and then as soon as you it arrived you realized I didn't need this at all. <laughs> oh, you know what? I've actually got so much stuff that I don't even have enough time to play it all. It's just like a little bit of everything. Mm. Well, could I suggest what? something? I was chatting to my sister. I was telling her I would get to interview this week. She was very excited. She used to work in the Burke Street Mall and would oh, see you she? busking there. Did I give her a headache? Uh, no, I think it was. <laughs> it made her days shorter, which is great. So pass on my thanks from her for that one. But oh, uh, another Burke Street Mall uh, favourite, the the pan pipes. Do you, does New Tash Sultana have some, you know, delightful haunting so pan many pipes? many flutes, dude. Like, yeah, <laughs> I literally, like, I bought... A few different flutes in every single key. So oh, really? Like, yeah, I know. Like, I've got a whole array of them now. 
That's so That's great. What's do you store them? Is it one of the ones on, on the wall or have you got like a shoebox under the bed? No, I'm actually looking at them right now. I just got like a bag of them, of all different types of flutes that are collected from all around the world in all different keys. Wow. And do you have a favourite with a favourite story? Do you know what? I have got a story about the little saxophone in my studio, but I actually can't tell that story, so I'm oh, really sorry that I Come on! Teasing us! The people that will hear this interview that know what happened with the saxophone they're laughing their heads off right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, can you give All us a right, country, an area of the world that it happened in, so I, just so I can uh, picture where we are? <laughs> it happened at my house. But, yeah, that's that's not coming out. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay, well, that's that, some no, very spicy you can't news. Stop, you can't blame us for trying to get that scoop. That's what we're all about <laughs> It wasn't here. me either. It was somebody else who did it. And then that's all I'm saying. Okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, look, we're, we're so we're so thankful for you to join us as well. And, and you know, you, you're speaking about. Um, I remember uh, hearing about you know you're you're happy being in your house right now. You, you feel like you've got a you know you mentioned it before. I think it, you you know you said you your dream house. Is that yeah, right? I did. I bought. Yeah. And 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 so I'm interested. What what makes it your dream house? Where do you find happiness in that place? In solitude. So we just live on a really big property on lots of acreage and it's just pretty much a house that's smack bang in the middle of the bush and it's beautiful. Like we have such beautiful wildlife, all different types of birds. Randomly we have deer in the backyard. Oh, Oof, wow. Okay. But, yeah, that's pretty much just my motorbike around and run around with the dog. That's great. Got a half pipe. Oh, what? what? <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. Is That's... it like a wooden one that, that yeah. like you built or did it come I with the house? Think... Yeah, it came with the house. Wow. Oh, what? So how I, often I... do you uh, you drop in there? Never. <laughs> <laughs> Never. You know what? Like anyone else that wants to drop in on that half pipe, you can. But I've got two in there that I really need. Yeah, true. You don't want, <laughs> yeah. you want those wrist guards if you ever get close to that half pipe. That's I, fair the enough. The thing is, is, it's not even worth me doing it. Like the last mm. time I did that, I really hurt myself. Not on my half pipe, but I was skating with my mate and I really hurt myself. And I had to go to the hospital because I busted my lip and it was just gross. And then just, I can't do that stuff anymore. No. There's, well, there's too many people depending on you now as well, right? Do you feel a responsibility for, you know, those, like, you've got, Tours, people working in your crews. Got a and dog you need to take for a walk. Ma managers and stuff. <laughs> My dog walks herself, honestly. Oh. We got a call once when we'd left our property to go to Bunnings and to tell us that our dog had taken a nice little walk down to to the beach. Oh. Just on our own. And we were just like, what? <laughs> so then we were like, all right, well, better go get her then. And we went, we went and picked her up and she's never, ever done it again. Oh, ever. good. Very, very good. Never do it again. <laughs> well, it's good to hear. Tash Sultana, it's been a pleasure talking to you today for a uh, very long lunch. We appreciate you pulling up a chair at the table with us. And uh, hopefully we will see you next time. What's on for the uh, the rest of the weekend? Just mixing the rest of this track. Can you give us a little little hint as to what the track might be called? Hmm? The track's called Willow Tree. And it's... um. Featuring um, an up-and-coming artist from Melbourne that people may have heard before. 
I'm going to withhold his name at the moment, but um, you'll know about this guy very soon. I think he's just about to just launch into the stratosphere. Oh, incredible. We cannot wait to hear it. Tash Sultana, thank you once again, and we will uh, catch you next time on All Day Breakfast. Thank you very much. That's it. The All Day Breakfast kitchen is closed. Got a story we need to hear? All the links are at mattandalex.com.au.